Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Lots of signings going on around the NBA. We've talked all about the hardship exception and how many people are going to be signed to that. Well, we're starting to see those trickle in. Also seen a few more games postponed. So a lot of things to get to and the return of a famous Boston Celtic, Joe Johnson back. Keith, I know you're so happy to have Joe Johnson back in green. It's it's not that I'm unhappy no. to have Joe Johnson back in green, but I just, I kind of like, okay, why? <laughs> like that, that's, I guess my, my thought, he hasn't played in the NBA in, in almost four years. He wasn't very good. The last time he did play in the NBA uh, really struggled. And the last time he tried to make a team, he couldn't run. So I'm not exactly sure, you know, what people are thinking this is going to accomplish. Now I hope he, does get some time, looks good, does his thing. As we always say, we want to see every player finish their career on their own uh, way, the way they want to, versus being forced out of the game. But, I mean, he's he's 40 years old. <laughs> like, I don't know, you know, that, that uh, this is something to get uh, excited about beyond. It's just kind of a fun story, and he gets to end his career full circle. I will say the Celtics never, ever, 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 ever should have traded Joe Johnson in the first place. That was a mm -hmm. dumb trade when it happened. It never should have happened. And you know, we, we can, that's ancient history. We'll, we'll save that for an off season show sometime where I'll rant about Rick Pitino years with the Celtics, <laughs> but uh, you know, so Joe Johnson back in Boston, if this is how it ends, you know, good stuff. Yeah. I mean, from a narrative standpoint, like it's kind of fun in that regard, but I think what you're more thinking of is, well, now you're going to get fans, though, that are going to expect him to play and expect things to happen. And then they're going to be asking, well, why isn't he playing over, you know, player X or whatever shouldn't be playing? And then and then you get to deal with that kind of stuff, right? Just like I deal with that stuff on, on the Lakers side of things. So that's that's kind of the not so fun part of it. But should he get in and make a shot or two and the crowd get excited and all that, like that, that will be a, a cool thing, right? So. That's the upside to it. But again, the downside is people who are expecting things out of him will probably wind up being disappointed and then they get upset and then we get to deal with the comments. Exactly. And that, that's that's more the you know, of self-preservation. <laughs> right. and, and, and I realize this is first world problems. We cover Absolutely. the NBA for a living. It is 100% a dream job for both of us. Uh, this is just not like you just don't want to get yelled at all night long in dimensions about a bunch of foolishness and why are guys not playing and all these kind of things. So we'll we'll, you know, we'll just. If he gets in, as I said, it either means things went really, really well or really, really poorly. There's probably not going to be a point where it's a, uh, you know, five point game with two minutes left and Joe Johnson's on the floor unless we're really in trouble uh, roster wise with, with the Celtics. Uh, otherwise, you just keep keep things move, moving and going as uh, several teams. I had to chuckle a little bit when you said hardship signings continue to trickle in. I feel like it's more like they're coming by a fire hose. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is. Days. But yeah, it's a, definitely, uh, definitely, um, you know, we've had several of those. You want to run through the ones we have not covered as of yet? Sure, let's do it. All right, so a couple of these are from yesterday post-recording, uh, but we want to make sure we cover them here. Moses Wright uh, to the L.A. Clippers. Big man, he was with the Clippers during the preseason, uh, was playing in the G League. D.J. Wilson, former first-round pick, uh, he's going to catch on with the Toronto Raptors. We're going to talk more about the Raptors in a couple minutes. Uh, Manuel Moutier to the Sacramento Kings, another former high first-round pick. He had been playing overseas. Charlie Brown. 
Uh, it's no, not that one. Not Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> um, but he's going to join the Dallas Mavericks. Charlie Brown had been uh, with the Hawks and the Thunder uh, uh, in the past couple of seasons. Wes Awundu, uh, he's going to join the Atlanta Hawks, a former uh, Orlando Magic player. Also played with the Mavs and the Pelicans. Trey Scott uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is one of the more kind of, I guess, call it pure call-ups. He was with their G League team, and now he's coming up uh, to be with the Cavs as they, they're really going through it with uh, some COVID stuff uh, like several other teams are. Carlos mm-hmm. Jones of the Dallas, he's going to join the Dallas Mavericks, another more pure call-up. We already talked about Joe Johnson, but another blast from the past, Brandon Knight. That's uh, right. Another shot in the league. He was playing in the G League. He's also going to join the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas among uh, several players who are out for them due to COVID reasons, Luka Doncic. And that's tough because it sounded like he was going to play tomorrow uh, for, for the Mavs and then be available on Christmas. And now highly unlikely neither one of those things is going to happen. Uh, Quindary Weatherspoon to the Golden State Warriors. He was with the Spurs on a two-way contract last year uh, and then with the Warriors in the preseason. And then Czech Diallo, a big man who's kind of bounced around the league quite a bit over the last uh, several years. He's going to join the Detroit Pistons. And I think that brings us back up to date but since we hit record there might have been another seven or eight that that were reported that we just missed but i don't think so at this point yeah that's probably correct and i (laughs) I mentioned this before we we came on air we're kind we're seeing teams who are signing some players like we mentioned with with, say joe johnson and, and players like that where they're probably not getting on the court unless it's a blowout unless it's garbage time a lot of these signings are going to be more just to adhere to the nba's rule um, than mm-hmm. anything else and should there be some garbage time situation then okay maybe maybe they wind up actually getting into the game but most likely you're not going to see most of these players on the floor instead teams will just shorten rotations rather than throw a guy out there that doesn't know their plays and, and things of that nature yeah. that said i still hope we get at least one or two kind of kurt warner christmas stories or whatever here that <laughs> yeah. uh you know the guy comes comes from out of nowhere and and career gets revitalized next thing you know the guy's got a spot absolutely still still keep my fingers crossed for it rough night last night for him but but for isaiah thomas i think he's probably got the best shot out of any of these guys to, to really stick here yeah I, I it's i think not see them play there's a couple teams where some of these guys are absolutely going to play like mm-hmm. uh, Orlando. We've already oh, yeah. seen that. Uh, the magic now have more available hardship players than they do regular roster players, which is just, I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, which also leads me into, okay, I'm going to do it, Trevor. I'm going to step up on my soapbox for Uh-oh. a second here, just for a second. Um, and shout out to, in our last video, I wish I could pull it up right now, but whoever put in the comments that I'm always so happy, I generally am a pretty positive person, and I and I love the game. I love what we get to do here so much, but uh, right now I'm a little cranky. One of the things I'm cranky about is, what are we doing with these postponements? They seem so haphazard. Yeah, It doesn't seem to make sense. Orlando has more players out than they do have available, and more hardship players than regular players, yet they're, they're having to play. Toronto, they did get their game canceled tonight against Chicago Bulls Wednesday night when we're recording this. So that's part of part of that as well. But it is a little like we're postponing some games. It seems it just seems off. Something doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to mm-hmm. me. Nets Trailblazers was also postponed tonight. I know a big part of it is these teams are getting day of positive tests. They're not able to get players there in time to fill out the roster, to have enough guys to play, but it just, just does feel a little odd, especially with the, the Nets Trailblazers game. That's actually tomorrow night. I spoke 
that's a Thursday night game that was postponed. So, so we'll, we'll see, um, you know, what, what, you know, where this goes with these postponements, but they do just seem a little haphazard because like Orlando and Toronto, they're going to have to play these games with mostly hardship players available versus regular rostered players. And I'll step down off the soapbox. If Nets Blazers is tomorrow, shouldn't that game, if you're required now by league rule to sign a hardship player for every player that, that tests positive, Shouldn't that game still be happening if you've gotten until tomorrow? I mean, you'd have to imagine there are players. I mean, I know, I know travel and all that kind of stuff, but the league rules were structured to try to avoid postponing any more games, even if it meant games were being played by Shane Falco or or whoever out there. So, (laughs) so what's, so what's the rationale then? Yeah, right. They're on the West coast. They're in Portland uh, for a game tomorrow night, which that's clearly not going to happen now. Most of the rest of these guys that are being called up are in Las Vegas. That's not that far of a trip. You should have been able, I would assume, by tomorrow, get somebody to bring them up to uh, play, you know, on Thursday night with, you know, a full day's notice. I would have assumed you could have got there, but, you know, for whatever reason, we'll, we'll let the conspiracy theorists go wild in the comments if they want to about that. But what I do wonder now is what's going to change between now and Christmas for the Nets? Yeah. Are they going to be able to play Christmas Day against the Lakers? Um, one is I almost kind of hope not because that should have been one of the games of the year. And it is just it's now it's going to be junk right on both oh, yeah. sides. We're missing a ton of guys. I'd rather see that game get postponed, made up when you know, we, we could. But we're running into a handful of these teams now have had multiple games postponed. And I said this on Twitter this morning. They're either going to have back-to-back-to-back games that they're going to have to play. Uh, the Nets, because they're getting West Coast games canceled or postponed, rather, are going to have to make trips back to the West Coast or fit teams in at some point in, in the uh, uh, another future West Coast trip. It's just going to be weird how, how these get, get played, and it's just going to be kind of messy you know, the way this looks. And what I think that will tend to lead to is if you're playing back-to-back-to-back games or you're having to do a weird travel, they're not going to play their main guys anyway, right? They're just yeah. going to say, well, forget it, you know, sit out right. these guys anyway, and you're going to get the game you might have gotten anyway with a bunch of uh, G League players or lesser players on the roster or whatever it is. So uh, there, there it is. See, I'm not always positive. I can get cranky. <laughs> um, Trevor knows. He sees me cranky occasionally. Every so. once in a while. But you know what? It's My it... years with Disney told me you leave that out of the public eye. You, you, when you go out there with the guests, you put on a smile and you, you work. So I try to bring that to the show, but had to get up on the soapbox today about this one. No, and, and you're right. It's a weird situation and you probably are either way going to get a, not the high quality game that you're hoping no. for. And the NBA yeah. is already bracing for some of these Christmas days, uh, day games to be canceled mm-hmm. because they've already said, look, what we're going to do is we're going to move things to the best time period we can. So if a game that was in the middle of the day gets canceled, we're going to take the morning game and we're going to move that into the middle of the of the day, right? They're going to do these things to shift things around. I would be surprised if we don't see any games. I shouldn't have used the word canceled, postponed. We don't see, I'd be surprised if we don't see any Christmas Day games postponed. Obviously not the ideal situation for the NBA because this is their day, but that's kind of reality of uh, the, the, the situation we're dealing with. And speaking of which, you know, after we recorded yesterday, Adam Silver had that interview on ESPN, which he basically said, what, a couple of things. Right said, number one, that they don't plan to pause the season or anything like that, which yeah. we've talked about a bunch. And number two, that they are so, are also are not going to allow asymptomatic players to play. And that's something that the NFL was looking is looking at, is having asymptomatic players who are vaccinated 
continue to play. Um, that's of the path that they're not quite prepared to go down at that point, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Now, he did say that there can be further discussions on yes. that. But yeah, it's a uh, yes. So yep. with all that being said, and the plan in place of forcing teams to bring in these hardship players so they don't have to postpone games, the hope was that we wouldn't see this happening still. And yet we are. We're still seeing yep. games having to be postponed yep. because logistically replacing, in some cases, almost an entire team, it's just a tough thing to do. And I fully get it if it was you're playing that same day and when you get up to do your morning yes. tests, you have a whole bunch of positives. Yeah, it's not. That's insane to make teams sign guys, put them in without even so much as a walkthrough or anything like that's That's crazy. So I get it. But this is a day out. Like you would think, you know, now if it comes out, the Nets had four more guys out because now they don't have to put out a, another uh, uh uh, report injury mm -hmm. report because they're not going to play but if that came out all right then it makes more sense right because right. now it's like right, well you know how far are we taking this but yeah it, it is getting to the point where it's a little bit like our right, you know where are we going let's see you know what this all looks like but yeah it's uh you know it's it is just getting a little crazy yeah so to talk about that adam silver uh interview yesterday mm -hmm. with espn with malika andrews first shout out malika andrews uh, did a really good job in a tough spot, asked some really tough questions, really kind of pushed, uh, you know, Adam Silver on some stuff. I thought that was really, really good. Uh, but as you said, main takeaway, no pause. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody wants it. Um, it's also clear uh, folks from the Players Association have all come out, also come out and said, yep, we're in agreement. You know, keep moving forward. Right. Uh, nobody wants to lose the revenue. That's the reality. Uh, he also uh, said no, no bubble. Uh, that's not you know being discussed. We we know that's not going to happen. Uh, there was also a uh, you know as we we learned the, the they're willing to talk and see what it looks like um, with the uh, the the players you know um, the asymptomatic players you know what mm -hmm. does that look like down the line? Uh, there's there's a lot of mixed thoughts on that. Uh, the NFL is going through that right now, uh, where they've been kind of getting hammered on that a little bit uh, from some of the health professionals. I. To be honest, I don't know enough about it, so I don't have a real opinion other than we know what the NBA's rule is and we're going to go uh, with, with that. So it's, uh, yeah, and then, um, you know, hit, a, hit on just a couple other things. There's no uh, no um, thoughts of restricting attendance in buildings. Uh, they're mm -hmm. going to follow the, the local guidelines, whatever those are, uh, and they'll, they'll run with those. We have seen now, I want to say we're up to four or five cities that have come out and said you have to be fully vaccinated to attend games yeah. um, or at least uh, partially vaccinated. If you're um, not eligible, like some some kids have only just recently become eligible in areas. So it's just going to be a, uh, you know, something to continue to monitor and figure it out and see see what it looks like as we go. But, yeah, it's uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on and not all of it great. And, you know, it kind of is what it is. I also saw there've been a lot of reports, you know, the G League showcase. There's been that can often be sort of the the breeding ground for trades, right? Because you get everybody in one place. I mean, just just yep. like in the in the summertime, right? We we're all in Las Vegas and there's a lot of discussion that takes place there. Sometimes you set up the groundwork for a trade later on. Because of what's happening right now, teams are spending so much time scrambling to find replacement players, hardship players to come in that a lot of those trade discussions aren't aren't either aren't happening yeah. or aren't going very far because they're so busy going, oh my gosh, I suddenly have to sign five players. Who can we go get? And so there's this mad dash to do these things. So there might be a little bit of a, of a trickle-down effect here where because front offices are having to spend more time on 
finding players to come in and replace guys who have tested positive, that might bleed into the trade deadline a little bit where maybe we see less things get. I mean, it depends on how things progress from here, but we may see a quieter trade deadline because of this, because less conversations are taking place. Yeah, and there's also the reality is beyond the, hey, right now I got to get us through the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. There's also the... I don't know if I can trade you two for one or three for one in a trade because right. I may need those guys you yeah. know, in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, it definitely puts a little bit of a damper on that. It's kind of interesting. I, I had said on uh, uh, Twitter last night, like I, I kind of left it a little more vague, but I was like, come on, Pacers. Like they got destroyed that. by uh, by by a you know, one third of the Heat's roster mm-hmm. last night. I mean, in Miami's going through regular injuries. They also have some COVID absences. But I mean, it was really ridiculous. It was uh, Kyle Lowry, I believe. Oh, Dan Duncan Robinson. There's only two regular starters to play, and the only two regular rotation guys were uh, Lowry Robinson and um, Tyler Hero. Uh, so it was you know really a mess. They didn't have anything resembling forwards or even real wings with size. It was just one of those things where it's like, well, what you know what happened here? And the Pacers got killed, and they had with their most starters. Of their roster, yeah. I'm yeah, a- Malcolm Brogdon got hurt and had to leave the game, but yeah. most of their roster, it's like, what are we? doing here with this so it really has uh become in in a position where i look at this of uh the pacers it's it's beyond it, you know i call them expired milk uh a while back on one of our shows that milk now is you're it's, running the risk of needing to get a whole new fridge it's getting it's chunky so bad. yeah 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 that's uh, <laughs> you, did you watch the office yes yeah. Chunky yeah, with, lemon milk. With, with kevin yeah yep kevin drinking andy's milk yep. Yeah, the Pacers are chunky lemon milk right now. So that's, that's that's a, what they are. Indiana chunky lemon milks. So that, that's uh, it until they start making some trades and freshen things up a little bit. They they definitely need to. They definitely need to. Um, let's see. So what is there anything else that we need to get into? Because I know we, we've talked about a lot of different things here. Oh, Reggie Jackson enters the, yeah. the health and safety protocols. That'll be a yeah. big deal for the for the Clippers. But again, that's I feel like so many of these, like the importance of it almost gets diminished because it's happening to everybody. So yeah. it's hard to be, oh my gosh, Reggie Jackson is out. Like normally this would be a huge deal for the, but everybody is getting hit by this right now. Uh, even Luca being out, it's like Luca's out, but mm-hmm. oh, but Giannis is out, but James Harden is out. But I'll, you know, it just feels like everybody's out right now. Yeah, there was a point where I'm, I'm going to see if I can find it. I, I tweeted it, but it was a while. It was a couple days. I mean, I, a while ago, but it was a couple days ago. There were only, I think, 10 teams at that point that didn't have a player in the, in the health and safety protocols. It was um, Detroit, which now they do because mm-hmm. they have uh, Cade Cunningham. Houston, I think Houston's still clear. Uh, Indy, I believe, is clear. New Orleans, I'm not sure. I think they're clear. OKC, Phoenix, Portland, I believe still clear. San Antonio, Utah, and then Washington, I think is back to clear again. Um, So we're down to nine teams don't currently have a player in the health and safety protocol. So it's almost shorter to go through the list of teams that don't. Well, not almost it is shorter uh, than it is. Uh, This was interesting. Bobby Marks pulled this number together. Um, I just think is just roster related and kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. The prior five years, so starting with the 2016-17 season, there had been 35 total hardship contracts signed. As of the the, now, this was yesterday, uh, and I think it was like yesterday morning. It was 38. We are now up to with the reported deal of Czech Diallo being the last one, 
51 total hardship signings oh. just this season alone. So we're, we're at my guess is by the time we get there, it'll be double. It'll be double what it was the prior five years. Um, I haven't been able to track this number down and put the research into it that I need to, but it is, um, it is, I think we're going to see a record number of players appear in an NBA game this oh, season. Is my we would have to. We it has to. Yeah. It has to be. I, I can't imagine it going any other way. I think it, it, just given the circumstances, you would have to set a record with that uh, this year. I do want to go over. There's some. So Brian Windhorst mentioned this the other day, uh, recently on a podcast about De'Aaron Fox no longer being untouchable from the Sacramento sure. Kings. What kind of an impact do you think that's going to have on the on the trade market? What what's his trade value? And I know we instantly jumped to a Ben Simmons deal, but is that the path forward here for the, for the Sacramento Kings? I know this has taken us in another direction, but I think it's interesting that now they're starting to back away from this. No, De'Aaron Fox is our guy, and we've seen Halliburton play pretty well with Fox out. I think that the writing may be on the wall now in Sacramento. Yeah, I I think. There's a couple things that factor in there, right? Tyrese Halliburton has looked great uh, the last handful of games. He obviously had a very strong rookie year. I think we're starting to really see he is best when he's the lead car on ball um, quite a bit, and the run, offense runs through him. Uh, David Mitchell, obviously, is a first-round pick, um, is somebody that you want to see get more minutes. It's just hard to play three point guards yeah. together you can play two uh quite a bit you can really kind of make it work because Halberton has good size for the position and you can can play all three uh good amount of minutes but I, my guess is that's probably what's changed i think ideally Halberton you know becomes a 32 to 35 minute a game player and then that's where where you want to go and then with fox that becomes a little superfluous right you don't necessarily need uh, another point guard so i th think that's probably a big part of it is, you know, uh, well, what does that look like? Uh, you know, where he goes, this goes back to the discussion we've had a million times. Who needs a point guard? Needs a point guard. Yeah, that's the now, problem. Now, it's De'Aaron Fox, and he signed long-term. That's a heck of a lot different than a $44 million John Wall. Sure. Right, or a, you know, a very expensive, uh, you know, guy who's not as good as De'Aaron Fox. So I think that is, uh, you know, something that is uh, really uh, to factor in. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why a deal with Philly would make a lot of sense, right? It fills a hole at point guard for Philly. I like Tyrese Maxey, but, um, you know, it's there. And then gives the the Kings a guy in Ben Simmons. Maybe there's something there. Uh, you know, Darren Fox, one of the players on the uh, mythical list of 30 or whatever it is That's that, right. that Philly would accept. Um, you know, we, we, we don't know. I hope someday somebody leaves that list on a whiteboard. or oh, Magic I was just going to say, I was just going to go there with the whiteboard <laughs> thing. That was so great. Yeah. Wasn't it there? Yep. <laughs> it was like their draft targets or something, or was it trade targets? No, it was trade was on, targets. It was trade it was targets. Great targets, yeah. And the worst part was it was it was signing Patricio Garino uh, to a uh, to a late season uh, contract is where the picture got got taken. So yeah, that was uh yeah not great <laughs> uh, with that one. So that was uh yeah not good. So it's what's funny is I think that did make everybody like Twitter detectives though. Yeah. Whenever one of those sign pictures is signed, like what else is there? So yeah, it was uh, kind of funny. But yeah, it's um yeah I do think it's it's uh you know something to to think about at least you know it definitely opens up the trademark and if you're the kings 
you got to be able to get a pretty good return, either a Simmons type player or a uh, you know, really nice uh, you know, return package of players. Um, you know, if if you can be uh, in a De'Aaron Fox trade, because he, I mean, he's, he hasn't had a great year this year, but he's still pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there'd be teams interested, but again, not many teams need a point guard. So I, I'm just curious if that's something that can wind up shaking things up on the market a little bit, though, for some sure. of these guys to suddenly pop free, including a deer and Fox, that might generate enough interest to then get some momentum going on, on some trades. Not that we should be expecting trades right now. Anyway, we do still have a little bit until the trade deadline. It's usually next month when those discussions start to really pick up. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you guys don't know what we're talking about with the Orlando Magic whiteboard thing, just Google Orlando <laughs> Magic whiteboard and you'll see yeah, what it'll, what, it'll yeah. be on there and you'll you'll know what. We're talking about it's a pretty funny moment in, in the NBA. Um, anyway, <laughs> funny for everybody, but yes, Orlando yes, Magic. funny for everybody else, not so funny for the Orlando <laughs> Magic. All right, yeah. I think we can wrap things up there. We got to bounce around a lot of different stories today, a lot of different things to get into. Obviously, all the health and safety protocols that that kind of dominates the NBA news cycle right now. Is we're seeing guys signed, we're seeing guys constantly pop up. In health and safety protocols, it can be difficult to even keep up with because there's so much movement going on there. But trade discussions will continue to pick up. We'll see what happens Christmas Day. Oh, man, I, I just hope this stuff calms down sooner rather than later. But we will be right here breaking down everything for you. Please make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel if you're listening to the podcast version of this. Make sure you follow us over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, As everybody. we are really close. Sorry, we're Go really ahead. close to 13,000 subscribers on YouTube. We'd love to if you guys could get, give us a little Christmas, New Year's present and push us over the top. Uh, 13K would be really, really Ooh, great to that's, crack that That's right. We are getting right there. We're yeah, uh, just under a couple hundred away. Yep, almost yep. there. So help us out. Make sure you hit that help subscribe us out, yeah. button. Give us a little present. We'd that's appreciate right. It. All right, guys. Till next time, stay safe and see you.